Hello, welcome to Bayhem, the Michael Bay Talk from Society film retrospective. Uh, we're here, finally. We're talking about Transformers: The Last Night. Wow, what a journey! Uh, I'm Marcelo Pico, the co-host of this podcast, uh, and with me, uh, I mean, we've 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 done what? This is the thirteenth episode, twelve or thirteen? I don't know. I, I should know. Thirteen. Thirteen. Lucky thirteen. We're ending wow. it. <laughs> we're not ending it. We I mean, we're not ending it. <laughs> <laughs> we're. <laughs> I mean, it's all been leading to this, and then Six Underground. We'll talk about it here in a minute. I'm Marcelo Pico, and with me, as always, you just heard him, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going? And also Diego. Hey, Diego. Hello. This is going to be the greatest episode <laughs> in the history of podcast episodes. <laughs> I was I was, I was teasing it up. This is the film right before Six Underground in Michael Bay's filmography. The most recent Michael Bay film uh, before he drops a new one on Netflix next month, as of this recording. So, yes. Wow. This is the 13th episode. 13th movie. <laughs> what a ride. How do, you, how do you guys feel after... Cause we, and also, we've been recording this podcast for, you know, the better part of, like, six months, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm going to go, turn to you, Mike, first. Uh how, how do you feel about this journey we, we've gone on, uh, you know, leading right up to Six Underground? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, this one was definitely the hardest to get through, right? <laughs> um, but I guess, you know, when I think about how we started and there were all those movies like Bad Boys and The Rock and Armageddon, and there were, you know, it, it was it was a lot of fun. And as it progressed, it seems to have become more and more challenging, but there were some bright spots in there, and and you know, looking at the trailer for Six Underground, I mean, that seems like maybe a return to form for Michael Bay. So we shall see. Yeah, like we're we're recording this now after the trailer debuted because I think last uh, time we recorded it was just about to debut. But uh, but yeah, that trailer looks solid, doesn't it, Mike? It does. Yeah, I'm looking I, forward I to so. it. It looks yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. disappointed they didn't have the sneaker pimp song in there, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> everybody has been saying that on Twitter, and I I'm just nodding in like, okay, sure, because I don't know what you guys are talking about. I've never heard that song. Yeah, I'm not I'm not hip with it. Apparently, I mean so. that was that was like really big in the '90s, like when I was in high school and stuff. And there was like this one time where I was at work, like like i don't know in the mid aughts with with uh, my friend max and i'm like hey max there's a song i don't know what it's called i don't know who does it but at one point there's like some guy in there who goes like who's up who's up and then he's like i know exactly which song that is i know exactly who did it and i hate the fact that i know what that is but it's the sneaker pimps six underground and it's awesome that's actually a really good album i go listen to it and the video's cool and whatever it's a good song it's it's featured prominently in at least the trailers for cruel intentions i can't remember if it actually made it into the movie but yeah oh what an amazing time are you okay if we talk about that in this episode? Cruel Intentions? Of, yeah, Cruel Intentions. Yeah, and that let's talk album. about Cruel Intentions. <laughs> that, that, that movie's awesome. No, no, we need, we need to stay on track. Okay, fine, on track. Discuss who is the last knight in the Transformers universe. Mm. We will get to that in a bit, but Diego, I want to ask you about this journey. 
having seen now 13 Michael Bay films, talking about them on 13 podcasts now. Uh, Diego, how do you feel about this journey? Well, I started drinking a lot more. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that, that's uh, well, uh, what, what, I, uh, I'm going to say, in retrospect, I'm going to ask listeners, listeners, there are at least like maybe two or three episodes of which I am drunk <laughs> recording this. You guys, uh, Diego and Mike, you may have noticed, but man, I was having fun for at least two or three episodes for sure. Anyway, back to your point, Diego. <laughs> uh, you know, but in hindsight, like I was joking, but then I was like, wait a second, hang on. Like, because just yesterday I went pretty hard and there were a couple other instances before we recorded yeah, may- maybe I unintentionally did, or just subconsciously, my body was like, you know what, Diego needs some liquid courage. <laughs> I don't know, uh, huh? I'm kind of having a revelation right now. Yeah. So this podcast made you an alcoholic, uh, made us an alcoholic. I mean, oh, well, I'm 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 clean and sober tonight. Uh, I'm drinking Topo Chico, so I'm I'm living the life. Okay. I have Transformers: The Last Night on in the background, um, and I already want to talk about how crazy this movie is um we've we we've done our pleasantries in the beginning we've done hey we're, we're doing good we're happy we're here let's talk about this damn movie then transformers the last nights released on june 18th 2017 uh, actually worldwide it was released june 21st uh 2017 uh yes this is the fifth transformers movie the 13th michael bay movie let's talk about our first time what you know, first time watching this movie back in 2017. Mike, talk about that first time you witnessed this movie. Uh, first time I saw this movie was at the world premiere of this movie. Oh, you were at the yeah. world premiere. I was, um, which is very strange because it had already opened in theaters by the time the, the world premiere. Um, <laughs> and I had tickets to see it because I was like, of course, every Michael Bay movie and every Transformers movie, you know, I'm always going to be excited about that. I'm always going to give it the benefit of the doubt. So, you know, yeah, I was like, I'm going to see the very first show and I'm going to go see it in IMAX 3D because it was shot in 3D and shot in, I mean, what they're calling IMAX, those cameras that have the IMAX sticker on them. And um, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to this. So, I got like prime seats, like the best seats in the house for opening night in an IMAX screen. And uh, then, you know, this thing comes across my email for whatever reason. And they're like, hey, sign up here to get passes for the world premiere of Transformers the last night. And they were doing it in Chicago. I don't know why. Because they shot the last two in Chicago. They yeah. didn't shoot this one in Chicago, oh, but that's whatever. <laughs> Maybe Michael Bay is just a fan of Chicago, and he couldn't I, shoot it. Shoot this one there. So I was like, oh, I, I want to go back and visit. <laughs> I guess that's what it was. And they're like, we're going to be doing it. They did it, I believe it was at the Lyric Opera House. And... You know, they were like, we're having the red carpet, like, on along the river with the beautiful backdrop of the city and everything. And I'm like, this sounds amazing. Like, I cannot wait for this. So much so that, like, even though the start time, well, for, for one thing, kind of weird, they did it on the Thursday night that the movie opened. <laughs> okay, that's bizarre. But bizarre thing number two, like, it started like an hour after 
the first shows, the first public shows of the movie. So I'm like, okay, I know that I'm going to have a crappy seat in essentially a barn. And, you know, it's, I mean, it's not IMAX. The Lyric Opera House is not IMAX. And, uh, you know, whatever. Is it even going to be 3D? I don't know. But whatever. Because it's a world premiere of a movie. And how often do you get to go to that, right? Yeah. So... I'm like, okay, I'm going to give up my seats and I'm going to go downtown to this premiere. And I was like, you know, this is going to be all fancy. I'm going to wear my uh, my my cool Air Jordan 4s with the gold trim on them, you know. <laughs> I'm going to wear my White Sox jersey, like the authentic one, because it's all fancy, you know. And this is going to be amazing. And I get down there and there are these like lines, like billions of lines just everywhere right i mean like there's this line over here for people who got tickets this way this line over here for whatever and it's just like mass chaos and we get inside the building and of course we were all the way up in the top balcony and we get up there and it's all the same people who you see at these free screenings and it's like okay this is just another free word of mouth screening is what this is it's just Mm. that this one happens to start with like you know, Anthony Hopkins walking along the river or whatever. And, you know, it was, they set up a quote unquote IMAX screen in, in the the theater. It was IMAX 3d for whatever that means. And, um, you know, I did get to see Michael Bay and Mark Wahlberg and Anthony Hopkins. I remember that the only thing that I remember any of these people saying is Anthony Hopkins talking about how, Michael Bay is a genius and one of the best directors he's ever worked with. That that stood out to me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and then you know, but I mean, whatever. You, you had a uh, what Frank Welker and um, uh, what's his name, the voice of Optimus Prime, and they were like hanging out together doing the voices and stuff. And uh, you know, so that was that stuff was cool. But on the whole, it was just a train wreck. I mean, it started an hour late and everything, and then you come out of the movie and you're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) And that was it. That was the the first time I watched the movie. (laughs) That's all all leading up to your reaction of, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's that's beautiful. Um, Diego, what about you on your first time? Uh, I did not watch it in theaters, but I, I just want to say that, Mike, that might be a perfect encapsulation of, like, how a lot of people react to these movies because every Transformers movie trailer is like, whoa, look at what they're, like, accomplishing with this technology and, like, everything looks huge, you know? Like, whoa, fully takes advantage of the screen, the way the Autobots move and the explosions and it just mm-hmm. looks like it should be a total crowd pleaser and they – as we've discussed, very rarely are. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I did not watch this in theaters because, you know, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice. Uh, when it comes to, to certain movies, maybe shame on me again and then just again and again. And then I was like, no, not going to get me this time. <laughs> and uh, I think I was still working out my feelings on like on Michael Bay, if I'm being honest at this point. And so I was like, no, nah, I don't want to I don't want to sit through that in the theater. I, I, I really did not like the fourth one. Um, but then I, a year passes and I sit down to watch Transformers of last night because it was like a cheap rental or something like that. Or some someone was saying that it was like a crazy experience. And 
obviously film Twitter always has people that are like, oh, no, it actually, like, rips or something. And I'm like, okay, dude, whatever. <laughs> and, and, you know, everyone, like what you like. I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm just saying sometimes I, I think people might try to be a little too contrarian online yeah, there's, there's, to, to make a point. There's a bit of uh, hyperbole on film Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I love hyperbole. It's the funniest thing in the world to me. I think that's why I ultimately am a Michael Bay fan. Like, who among us does not love, like, movies that are just completely extra and hyperbolic? Like, that's that's why I like going to summer movies a lot of the time. And let me tell you, when I first watched this, I had to pause from laughing because... I couldn't believe that it just opens up with, like, Stanley Tucci reprises a role, not the same role from the fourth film, but then he shows up as a drunken, horny Merlin (laughs) who's trying to convince a Transformer in a cave to, like, fight to save King Arthur uh, with a robot dragon. And there's, like, this epic battle between men in in the middle ages and there's like blood flying off these crosses and these flags and i just started busting up i was like okay i'm gonna sit through all of this but i need to take a breather and get some coffee because what the fuck just happened (laughs) like it just goes for it and by the time the movie ended thirty-seven thousand aspect ratio changes later I was like, you know what? I would have hated this in a theater, but because I saw it in the comfort of my own home, I I was entertained. I would not recommend it to another human being alive, but I laughed from start to finish. I don't know what happened, and I can't wait to do it again after this podcast, because oh, revisiting geez. it for this, I was just cracking up again. So I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> So yeah, I had a similar experience to Diego. I did not see this in theaters. I, I mean, I was a fan of 13 Hours. I was still on board with Michael Bay, but not with a Transformers Michael Bay movie. So I figured I can skip it because I heard it was a mess. But then about a year later, somebody gave away this digital code. And I'm like, I'll take it. I'll see it. <laughs> I, I have to see it eventually. So why not? So I got the digital code. I think even that night when I got it, Sat down, watched it, and was just floored by how not good it was. It was entertaining. It's always entertaining, isn't it? It is. I I can watch no. it. <laughs> Come on, Mike. Come on. It's entertaining to a point. It's like, I it, I don't know. It's even hard for me to describe. This whole series has been me just like trying to come to terms with like why I enjoy Michael Bay movies. Um, well, the ones that are good, obviously, are good. But the ones that are bad are even worse. A look okay and but i say that with like so much hesitation because i watched it that first time and was like okay this is insane and then when i saw it for this podcast i was suffering <laughs> i was suffering <laughs> but there are parts of it which yeah uh, but i couldn't keep my eyes off it because it, it was really just just insane and why would a person make this and <laughs> Uh, there's some good in there, but it's like two and a half hours of just mostly junk. I don't know. So to me, this is a bad movie, but I, I don't ever want to watch it again, <laughs> but if I had to, I guess I, I would. Okay. Ugh. uh, I don't know. I don't know. We can, we can keep talking about it, but yeah, that's my conflicted view on this, <laughs> uh, that I'm trying to put into words. Where should we even start? I mean, Diego mentioned that. 
uh, Merlin stuff, which off the bat is insane. I don't know why that's happening. I think uh, Tucci was like, hey, Michael, who's playing uh, Merlin? Michael Bay's like, I don't give a shit. And Tucci's like, I'll do it. Michael Bay's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I imagine it went. Okay, because, uh-huh. yeah, there's no other reason for it to happen than just to say, fuck it, have Stanley Tucci play Merlin. No, see, I think it went down like they were like, hey, Michael Bay was like, hey, wouldn't it be great if Stanley Tucci played Merlin? And then he called up Stanley Tucci and he's like, hey, Stan, we're old buds. You want to play Merlin? <laughs> and Tucci's like, how much are you paying me? And Michael Bay's like, name your price. And Tucci's like, okay. <laughs> Fair I think that's how it went down. Uh, see, uh, Tucci is always, uh, they call him Stanley, name your price Tucci. So, he gets what he, gets what he wants. <laughs> yeah. Um, we could re- honestly talk about, for the next 30 minutes, the aspect ratios uh, mm-hmm. with this. Um, and I know you probably have a lot to say about it, Mike. But and that's what that's or, or, in that opening sequence, obviously, and throughout this whole movie, that's what sticks out to me. And that's what's so jarring about this thing. And that's why I can watch it with a sense of, like, wonder. And I'm in awe of, like, why would somebody do this? <laughs> why? 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 Uh, Mike, how many... Do you know off, 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 you know, offhand how many aspect ratios there are in this? I'm guessing there were three. Three. I'm guessing there was one point... Nine or one point eight nine or whatever it is that's IMAX, and then I'm guessing there was one point seven eight for you know your standard high definition, and then I'm guessing there was two point three nine to one for your anamorphic widescreen. That's what I'm guessing. I actually have it right here. Oh, Diego has the answer. Oh, okay. There, what? there were four aspect ratios. Ooh, what's oh, there is one point ninety. Uh, mm-hmm. the the, the standard IMAX, IMAX ratio. Uh, the 2.01, I don't even know how to pronounce this properly. I'm a hack, but, uh, those are the most standard of uh, frames that they hop between throughout the film. Wait, wait, and wait, the, the 90 and the, the 1.9 and the what else? And the 2.001. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two to one. Okay. Yeah. And then okay. 2.28. To one that's weird it's yeah weird. for some shots for some shots mm-hmm. it notes and then 2.39 to one for okay one okay. single shot oh my god that must have been some footage from some other movie that they had maybe yeah. but uh i just thought that was fun to know because uh that, that is, that is yeah. fun to know. <laughs> and you know like here's the the thing he did this with the fourth one too it, but it only in IMAX was it like that because if you went to see it in a regular theater it was just a standard 239 to 1 throughout the entire thing and then on home video if you watch the 2D it's 239 to 1 but for the 3D it's it it does the the multiple ratio thing and it's just for this time around he's like I'm going to do it across the board every format and it's all within like a flat you know canister or whatever it is right so if you have 
a scope screen, a nice wide screen, you're going to be inside of that, oh, right? Yeah, it's going to yeah. be so it's going to be smaller, and then it's just going to get smaller from there, which is something that they've done in the past. I never understood this. They did this for the 3D version of uh, G Force. Did you guys ever see G-Force? <laughs> no, I, 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 I know of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen G-Force, and yeah. Um, it's a scope movie, and the 2D version is just straight-up scope, but in the 3D version, they they made it flat, letterboxed, so that you could have like two or three shots where like hamsters <laughs> like fly out of the frame was, and you know yeah i was gonna ask yeah. how many times they do it but what two or three times i mean oh, it's, it Jesus. was a little bit more than that but not much it was weird i, oh. I remember sitting at watching it on a flat screen or a scope screen that was like you know and thinking like this would be so much better if you know we could open up the curtains and it's a choice, whatever. They're still figuring this stuff out, and I don't understand it. But in, in in a lot of ways, it does really kind of like speak to the philosophy that Michael Bay seems to have with these Transformers movies, which is give them everything. Like, <laughs> just do everything that you can. And like in this case, it wasn't like, okay, we have like a billion formats which have different aspect ratios. And, you know, like most people, we're going to crop them so that they're all the same. And it's, a, you know, like a, 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 a you know, the, a viewing experience which is uniform across the board. He's just like, no, open it all up. Let them see everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> doesn't matter but i'm also like wh- why why do- i mean there's like sh- shots where there's like conversations with people and like over over two shot things and like they change from like one close up to the next like why did they swap out the cameras like i don't get it like why did he change the camera for that shot like it's weird it it, it really kind of I, I don't know it really makes you think about what do I know? <laughs> see, no, no, <laughs> this, no. See, you, you. That's my point. My your frustration, your confusion. That's where I am with it. Mm-hmm. I don't, Diego. Do you see any clear reason for it? <laughs> I think we brought this up before in the Transformers episodes too. Uh, which let me just say to our, a testament to to us and the Transformers episodes is that we very rarely repeat ourselves because the movies <laughs> repeat themselves far more. Uh, which also carries over to this one. But I think it just goes to show that these are tech demos for him. You know, oh, like yeah. they're very expensive tech demos. Like here's the new – what do they have? The Red had this new camera that he tried out for this. That Yeah, the Bayhem. Yeah. Oh, th- this was the first one? No, I don't think so. But, oh, okay, okay. Oh, is it? Uh, no, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. They, I know Red had like some weapon 8K something or other that they, they used on Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, mm-hmm. And I, he was all excited to try it out, and that was a big like thing they were pushing at the time. And I guess it worked out because it's a very pretty film. I, I really love the texture uh, in the film too. Like the colors really pop. Uh, Jonathan Sella is the, the the director of photography. He shot the first John Wick, Atomic Blonde, um, A Good Day to Die Hard, uh, Deadpool Two. You could tell he's kind of a dude whose mileage varies considering the director <laughs> at the helm. I'll just say that. But the, the work I mean, it's, here it's, visually it's, is very impressive. Yeah. It's just all of it 
It was just all the time. So you you can't like gauge anything because, you know, like aspect ratios is like this might be kind of a poor comparison. But like, you know, if you're painting, you pick your canvas size, you know, you you, you, you plan around that. You you do things. You, you don't you don't hop from canvas to canvas in the middle of like creating one one piece. You know, movies are more than one piece. It's a bajillion pieces coming together at the same time. But you can control a lot of the story with just the frame itself. You, like the way people feel about certain things or whatever, you know, the way you're presenting them is going to impact the audience a certain way. And so when you're constantly changing it, <laughs> there's got to be like a purpose. Like I think the second <laughs> hunger games has this amazing change to IMAX yeah. when yeah. it got, when she goes into the hunger games in, 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 uh, in that film and it's like she goes up this elevator thing and as she goes up in the elevator the uh, the screen opens up and it's like whoa that's impressive and like really gets you into the mood for the second half of that film and here it's just like not all everything <laughs> fire everything you know just like see <clears throat> fuck uh this, this is the only time in this series that i wish this this were like uh audio plus visual uh medium but yeah, I said I have the movie on the background just to remind me of what this mess is. I just watched the the, the polo scene with them on the horses. Mm-hmm. That scene alone, not only do they shift between all those aspect ratios, but I don't think if this happens in the movie uh, as much as it's noticeable here. Like I noticed it here, then I don't, th- I don't think it happens again. It not only has the black bars, but like it has a black bar. I mean, Mike, I don't know how you would describe it. Like a black bar on top and none on the bottom. So it, it so there's no black bars like uh on on the top and the bottom. There's just one on top. It's like what hmm. even is that? And then there's another shot where it's reversed where the black bars on the bottom but there's none on top. Uh, that's just one scene alone where they're playing polo and I don't know. Again, <laughs> Michael Bay, you're either a genius or what? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think he just likes playing with fancy toys, and I don't even mean that in yeah. like a negative way. Just like he can. That's that's pretty neat. I wish I could. I yeah. wouldn't even make movies. I'd just be like filming freeways and shit, and like people surfing. So at least he can like. Well, it's you know he can't even craft and, a story. So. Women. That's what that's what he he films is helicopters <laughs> yeah. and women. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it looks like he's going back to one aspect ratio for six underground. I don't think there are going to be any. We say that. <laughs> we don't know yet. <laughs> well, uh, if, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but even in the trailer for this, for the last night, they, they had aspect ratio changes, I think. I think, or I don't know. Uh, I, I can't remember. The trailer? I don't know about that. Maybe. But, I don't know. Maybe you're right, Diego. Maybe like we're, we're like, it looks like a throwback six, six underground. And Michael Bay has even said it's a throwback to his like, you know, older movies. Uh, but again, he could he could fool us. He could throw in some aspect ratio changes that we don't know of yet. Who knows? <laughs> I just um, think of uh, Rick McCollum from the Phantom Menace documentary. It was like, there's so <laughs> the frame. There's so many things going on. It's so dense, and it's like, yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> um, I feel like that that little snippet is more applicable to this film because, <laughs> like, in he, hindsight, compared to that, like c- compared to um, last night, Phantom Menace is like. A gradual, slow melodrama. <laughs> no, <laughs> honestly, I don't know about you guys. I don't want to turn into. I don't want to turn this into a big tangent. But the Phantom Menace, to me, it's aged okay. Okay, I don't think it's a, as big of a mess as people think it is. Um, especially compared to something like The Last Night. 
Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, I I was a huge fan of it when it first came out. I think that was a, a lot of that was just the anticipation and everything. It's by far my most anticipated movie ever, and nothing else will ever top that. There's no way that it can, you know. But looking at it now, I'd say it's not as good as I had hyped it up to be. But it's still a good movie. Like yeah. the last night is, I think by far. Michael Bay's worst movie. Yeah, Whoa. there's no, there's no question. <clears throat> now, uh, before I give my definitive answer on this, uh, and Diego, yours too. I like to hear your opinion on this because we've reached, we've reached thirteen right before Six Underground. We can say, we, I guess, we can give our ranking so far. You know, not completely. I'll, I'll just say, by the end of the episode, I'll for sure say my best. I mean, my favorite and my least favorite. So, think about that. Um. I'm trying to think of the positive here. Let's let's look through the cast, okay? Mark Wahlberg is back. Sure. I Josh thought you Duval. wanted to go positive. <laughs> no, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. Mark Wahlberg, sure, whatever. Josh Jamal, whatever. Stanley Tucci, I guess. Anthony Hopkins? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He does some interesting stuff there. He says dude very yeah. weirdly. <laughs> but I want to point out Isabella Monaire. Is that how you pronounce her name? Yes. She is my favorite part of this movie, okay? And I completely forgot she was in this until I started watching it. And I'm like, wow, like, she's amazing. And I go, oh, wait, that's Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Holy shit. And I saw that movie this past summer. That, that's a good movie, Dora the Explorer. I've been hearing that. I, I kind of really want to check good. it out. Yeah, Diego, check it out. I mean, Mike, have you seen Dora the, Dora the Explorer? No, not yet. I wanted to. I just didn't yeah. get to it. No, it's 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 solid. I mean, you can definitely tell it's made by the you know the people who brought you you know the first Muppets movie, the the new yeah. Muppets movie, right? Oh, that's high praise. Okay. Yeah. So like, yeah, like I came in with like low expectations, but I came out of it saying solid. And Isabella Monner, she's a star, and. I can't believe I forgot she was in this. Her 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 whole part in the beginning, that little like, where she like she's in like the 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 Transformers junkyard or whatever she is, and they're like Metal Gears walking around. I don't know what they are. Um, <laughs> all that is interesting to me. And like when the movie veers away from that to like Wahlberg and all his shit, that's where it becomes like you know far less interesting to me. So that's my that's my high praise of this is her and her character. Other than that, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I actually got a couple things, but I'll, I'll let Mike go okay. first. Yeah, Mike, why don't, you, like, why don't you go? Yeah. There's only one thing that I like. I mean, like, when, when they start, when the thing started up and it's, like, the Knights of the Round Table and stuff like that, I was just, like, like I checked out, like, instantaneously. I'm like, how many times, why do we always have to go back to, like, ancient Earth history in order to tell these stories? Why can't you just do... You know, I don't, I don't get it, but whatever. Anyway, the only thing that I like is when they're at Anthony Hopkins' house and he's telling them the story of all this stuff, and they're playing all the dramatic music, and then they look <laughs> oh, over, yeah. and the the robot is like playing the organ, and then he stops, and then he starts up again, like that joke totally works for me i think that joke is hilarious <laughs> um and uh yeah that, that, that's that's the only part that i love <laughs> i 
Diego, what about you? I mean, we've wait. Have we already gone through our positives? Uh, positives, Mike. Uh, me and you. I think, I think, I th- we, I think yeah, that's yeah. it. And I think that's all yeah. I can say. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I mean that robot, that Butler robot's funny. I guess he has some good bits. Um, Cogman. He had a character poster before it came out. He was a meme. <laughs> yeah. Don't you guys remember? He was a meme. I, I don't remember this. I don't remember. I don't that. remember these yeah. memes. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, okay, Diego. I, it's your turn. What, what what can you possibly say that's positive about this movie? This is the biggest movie Michael Bay has ever made. Like, like not just, like, financially, like, budget-wise, because, you know, like, box office-wise, definitely. <laughs> Whoops. Um, no. But, uh, you know, it's funny. It didn't even, like, bomb huge. It made, like, $600 million, but because all the other ones were making, like, billions, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. I, I, I wrote that down. Um, domestically, it made $130 million. Worldwide, oh, made, that's why. Uh, worldwide, it made six hundred uh, million, but compare that to Age of Extinction. Domestically, that made two hundred forty-five, and worldwide, it made a billion. So yes, Jesus. going from a billion down to six hundred million, yeah, oof. Um, but you know, like credit where credit is due, like every set piece in this is just so huge, and like yeah, there's all this idiotic stuff with like the line of Wit- Wiccans. And stuff, and I think it's implied that Sam Witwicky is dead. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, I I remember that. Uh, I kind of checked out through some of this actually, but I I, I knew I, I caught that when I first watched it. Right, he's dead. I don't know. Yeah, well, he's not around anymore. Yeah. So maybe Optimus Prime killed him at some point between. The <laughs> who who can never be did, sure? He did go on that revenge tear at the end. Optimus Prime. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a <sighs> Optimus Prime is a horrible, evil, psychopathic monster in these films. And now he's Nemesis Prime. Oh uh, yeah, Jesus. yeah, and his eyes change. Which My- that is a that is a very Transformers thing for them to do. But uh, at the same time, does that work here? I don't no. know. Uh, but I'll tell you what does work every like by the third act i'm i'm back in like i'm totally into whatever dribble they're they're like gargling out of their mouths that are like <laughs> like under the impression i'm under the impression that they're trying to tell a story but i'm like no shut up the the, the planet is like growing another planet out of itself <laughs> like is anyone else seeing this like that was amazing to me just like the way it's cut together is just awful but every once in a while, you get, like, this huge moment. And, like, even on my smaller screen, you know, that is obviously nowhere near the size of, like, a theatrical screen. I was just like, whoa. Like, look at the, look at what's happening. Like, they're fighting over, like, these structures that are, like, er- erupting from inside our planet. And it's like, I don't, I, I'm a little lost. I don't know if Cybertron is Earth or, or, or we're not Cybertron. No, what are no. we? The, uh. The, the Unicron, villain? Unicron. Unicron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You had to relive this, Mike. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, real quick. Not to derail uh, Diego. Um, but, Mike, like, how much actual Transformers mythology is in this movie in particular? They took some words that were in a Transformers <laughs> movie and they stuck them in this. But, I mean, just to, to, to be clear, Unicron, he's, he's the villain of the movie, the real movie. And he is a planet-eating robot with the voice of Orson Welles. Orson Welles' last performance ever, and uh, he's just a, he's just a ro- he's just a pla- it's a it's a robotic planet who tra- he's a planet who transforms into a robot like everyone else transforms into cars he transforms into a planet and he goes around and he eats other planets he's 
he's a uh, Galactus is what he is, you know? And, um, he, he doesn't, he's not growing out of the earth. He's just a planet. And also I'm just going to bring this up because I know it doesn't matter at all because whatever. And I hate to be that guy, <laughs> but like my favorite transformer ever is hot rod because he was the cool young punk kid with the voice of judd nelson who's like hey you know and then he becomes rodimus prime you know like he takes the place of optimus prime when optimus prime dies and everything but he was like the cool kid and in this he's some random robot which even in the story they don't they say like he has a french accent but they don't understand why because he's not french and he's just he doesn't do anything why, why would you do that why would you wait like 10 movies when you have a billion characters in each movie and then hot rod who's like a really big character in the mythology you stick him in here as just like this side character who's in one scene who has nothing to do with i mean that's not judd nelson's voice what's going on oh I'm just saying. you have an axe to grind like you do. <laughs> i mean I, look I, and i hate to be that guy and i'm not usually not and i just don't understand what they were doing here that's yeah. it i can't wait to do that um long promised and we'll see if we ever do it bonus episode on transformers the movie uh yeah 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 uh, but going back to you diego you you were going through <laughs> how yes you thought or you think this 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 is an epic movie yes it's it's grand in scope um, oh yeah, no, it's it's epic, but it's in that like I'm fifteen year old, fifteen years old again, going like drinking a can of Monster Energy drink and like buying liquor from the liquor store down the street that doesn't check IDs. Going like, bro, that was epic, bro. You know, <laughs> not like an actual like anything resembling quality picture. <laughs> like just, <laughs> I'm trying to describe the trashiness level of of this film because that's what you kind of if you ever stumble upon it. That's kind of how you have to go into it. And even then, I cannot promise any enjoyment out of it. But then there's, like, stuff, like, where Optimus and Bumblebee are fighting on, like, that platform with the waves crashing down upon them. And I was just like, I at least feel, like, the texture of the action in this, you know? And, like, that, this wasn't even a bad year for movies. What was it, 2017, right? Yeah, 2017. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, really good, especially bigger budget pictures that year like we had blade runner 2049 which is of course not an action picture but it's budgeted like one um guardians of the galaxy 2 which you know is a little more divisive but i, I really love wonder woman came out like the same month as this and it was like it was it was a good year for movies so it wasn't like i was hurting but i just appreciated like the the effort at least on the set to to create like some sort of scale and like like depth to these images you know they had like weight to them and everything was shot for like maximum impact like all caps you know and uh i don't know it it hit a spot it hit a sweet spot for me but again i will never recommend it to another human <laughs> being on the planet because uh, i know what we're dealing with here yeah yeah you know how to handle this other people may not yeah, uh, yeah. And, and even then i don't know if i know how to handle it i'm just handling it right now uh, um all right, I, I'm at a loss. We, we haven't even talked. We haven't even <laughs> talked about. We haven't talked about the plot of this. Sure, we mentioned. I already forgot the name of it. The, you know, the, the last night. No, no. <laughs> this movie is Merlin. This? <laughs> Merlin. No, <laughs> the, the bad guy in this. Um, there's a bad guy. He they turn Optus Prime evil. Can somebody else describe oh, this plot? Quintessa. 
Quintessa, that's who yeah, it is, right? Yeah, yeah, which Yo, that the, comes from another thing. Okay. <laughs> she's she's like Transformers God, right? That's that's what I got out Something of it. Something like that. Yeah. The, okay. The, yeah. There there were there's the characters called the um the quint the I forget what they're called, the quinted something or others something with with five and and the idea is like they have like five faces and they're like judge jury executioner sort of things you know and yeah anyway quintessons i don't know something like that they they they, they're nothing like this only they have those weird tentacle things so yeah gotcha whatever um the plot is nonsensical um yes it's it's Aliens trying to destroy the world again. Honestly, you, you could you could show me footage of this movie and the last movie, and if you were and if you asked me which one was which, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Um, although, uh, remind me, Mike, are the aspect ratios in uh, the last one uh, changes? Change. Yeah, yeah, they do. They, they do. do. They do. Not 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 in the home video. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. Not in the two D home video. So but that's that's the only uh, in the IMAX and the the three D home release. I honestly don't know if this is the worst one because I really did not like Age of Extinction either. You know what? I'll say this is the worst one. I'm with my yeah, right. yeah, cool. yeah, because nice. it this was painful to watch. It was um, that first thirty minutes was like okay, yeah, I remember this. You know, you know, uh, maybe this is not as bad as I remember. Then after those first thirty minutes, it just went all, all went downhill. <laughs> it did. It was it was a slog to get through. Although as much as I want to say it's like it was interesting in terms of like what's on screen, you know, the cinematography, even like me trying to make sense of every aspect ratio change. Yeah, no, this is bad. It's a bad movie. Um, and it's hard for me to defend, even. So, yeah. To me, this is the worst Michael Bay movie. We, we, wow. We've reached it. We've, we, we, we reached the, the pinnacle. Mike, we already know this is the worst one for you. Yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts on it, other than it being bad? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, I don't... It's weird, because, like, part of me thinks, like... You know, in some ways, he's he's doing this for the paycheck, right? And like his passion is things like thirteen hours and stuff like that. And maybe there is, you know, some sort of give or take there. But at the same time, I mean, I feel like he really does want to make the best movie possible, and he really does want to give people, you know, the best experience possible. Because otherwise, he would not make these things over two and a half hours long, right? Yeah. I mean, like, th- that that tendency comes from a good place because that's a lot more work. That's like, you know, 20% more work with all the special effects and everything. So I feel like he, he really does feel passionately about these movies. So is that a good thing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I- no, yeah, <clears throat> that's a good point, Mike. And I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Like, yeah, he, I can tell he cares. You know, mm-hmm. now, <sighs> yeah, leave that long pause in. Um, <laughs> this is me thinking. This is me thinking. Now, do I trust him with like a good story? He is capable of it. For me, thirteen hours tells a good story. Um, even I know you guys aren't a big, you aren't big fans of Pain Again, but I think that's a good story, right? It's just in this realm of like major, like 
uh, you know, uh, uh, big budget blockbusters, or maybe just specifically Transformers movies. I don't trust his judgment. But other than that, like, yes, I think he mostly has good judgment. He he's he's always passionate about it, but I don't know what it is about these movies. It's just he just loses himself, and maybe he just thinks he just needs to just uh, entertain the audience more. And when he gets on 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 that track, he just loses himself. So I don't know. That's that's me trying to make sense of like why these movies in particular are not so good compared to his other stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's a big mystery. But yeah. But what about Diego? Your your final thoughts on this as uh, we wrap up? This is not my least favorite Michael Bay film. I think that's oh. either Transformers two or four. Like there's there's very little I like in those. Like those are kind of fun to talk about. Like when we did our episodes on them, and I was like, yeah, that would have been cool, huh? Or this could have been cool. This one I got legitimate like enjoyment out of. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. Um, I think this one's the barometer of like watchable and unwatchable michael bay to me and i i do really like uh isabel moned and her character a lot like that's a genuinely really great character setup like she goes around this little junkyard fixing up transformers and stuff like that like it's very anime but i liked it because <laughs> I, I generally i haven't gotten i haven't crossed that threshold with anime yet except for like cowboy bebop which is fantastic um but i just want to toss it in there where uh yeah, I really like that that I, that character, like that idea, um, but they don't really do anything with it by the end of it. And yeah, her no, story yeah. gets hijacked by the military, which is maybe some commentary, but I don't I don't think that was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I will say maybe they they uh, during like the the test screenings of this. Maybe they got notes of like, oh yeah, the audience likes uh, the, the, the 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 Isabel uh, Monaire stuff. They're like, huh? Bumblebee could have a, a you know. A, yeah, a, like they took the wrong lesson from it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, 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 my point is like they should just put uh, Isabel Monaire in the Bumblebee movie. As much as I love, no, well, I love Bumblebee as it is, but it would have been interesting to say to have that spinoff and have that character from this movie. To me, the most interesting character in this movie star in her own spinoff. But oh, oh yeah, well. yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah. I think we are we're all Haley Seinfeld fans, but like, yeah, in that world where we didn't know that she was going to be in that movie and it was going to be an '80s set film, yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, that that totally work. Yeah, but anyway, that's in an alternate universe. Well, that's it, guys. That's Transformers: The Last Night. Um, we did it. We survived that. I was worried, but we got through it. Uh, okay, plugs, I knew we right? Could do it. Yeah, <laughs> Diego was. I mean, oh yeah, I, we we said this off mic, Diego. I don't think you said this on the episode, but you wrote how many words on this movie? Two thousand words. I, I wrote like two thousand words on my my WordPress because <laughs> the morning after I was, or like immediately after I, I watched it, I was like, I need to just get this out there because I have, I had a lot to say. Uh, when these episodes come out, I'll be spamming that again because I genuinely think this movie is, like, made by a crazy man. <laughs> uh, and so I appreciate it. But again, uh, like, proceed with caution. Proceed with caution, yes. Um, and yes, Diego will be dropping that uh, once this episode is out. And I haven't read it and I'm eager to read it. Um, sounds like a madman talking about a madman. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, let's, let's close this out with plugs, guys. 
where can we find you online? We, the English we, I guess. Uh, Royal we. Mike, what about you? Where can we find you online? Well, you can find me on my website, filmdamagepod.com, doing a show called Film Damage. You can also find me on uh, trek.fm, doing a show called Tracks on the Line. And you can find me on thenerdparty.com, doing a show called Retro Perspective. And you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mumbles3K. Diego, what about you? You can find me at the Waffle Press, where I have a lot of uh, other other podcast stuff going on. And I'm doing Happy Amblin, the Steven Spielberg, Adam Sandler uh, career retrospective, culminating in 2020 with the release of West Side Story. And yes, I will be talking about Uncut Gems. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's I'm looking forward to that. As for me, talkfilmsociety.com, listen to it, read it, love it. The Patreon, patreon.com slash talkfilmsociety, where hopefully you're listening to this once it's out. Uh, if you're not listening to this on Patreon, what are you doing? You can listen to it a lot early. Um, yeah, that's it for me. And that I mean, that's it, guys, for us for now, as we await Six Underground. Got about another month left. When is that coming out again? I just looked it up, but now my December iPhone's December 13th. Closed. December 13th. Lucky 13. Ooh. Uh, now, uh, we're not going to get to see this in a the theater, are we? <laughs> no, I don't think Mike. so. Uh, no, no. God damn it. I haven't heard any word on that, so. Oh, boy. I mean, yeah. we, we've had long discussions off mic about what, Net, what Netflix chooses to show in a the theater and where. Um, unfortunately, uh, I don't think Netflix is going to want an Oscar run for for Six Underground. Although, no, in a should. yeah, in a just world, they should. Because think of like all the because look what the Transformers movies at least were like nominated for like uh, best visual effects, like best sound design. So yeah. come on, come on, it just doesn't need to be prestige pictures. Netflix, are you listening? Are you listening? <laughs> uh, but yes, we'll be back with Six Underground, and until then. It's time for our catchphrase at the end, guys. What is it that we always say? Here we go. Three, two, one. You, you forgot, forgot your boarding, boarding pass. pass. We did it. <laughs>